0: Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast where we tell the stories of local business owners, artists, and entrepreneurs and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski.
1: And I am Kimberly Regalinski.
0: And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a magazine that helps to showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on most streaming services such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and others. You can learn more about us at Keep at localmaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube through the links in the show notes. In this episode, we'll be talking with Maine artist Marie Spaulding. Marie was born in Maine and has always been fascinated by animals and nature. It took Marie some time to find her artistic path after working in other non-art industries, but an opportunity that sold her first painting lit her creative fire and from there, her art career took off. Her style is heavily nature inspired and is a balance of abstract and realism. She uses a combination of mixed mediums and techniques focusing on colorful, textured pieces. And now a quick word from our sponsor.
1: You are a Maine business, a Maine business. That means you're the backbone of our community and a force for good in Maine. At Gorham Savings Bank, we think you deserve a bank that sees your business as more than a balance sheet. Every Maine business deserves that kind of bank. Call, click, or come by to learn how we can help your business thrive. You're a Maine business. We're a Maine bank. Let's get to work. Gorham Savings Bank. Banking is believing. Member FDIC. Welcome to the show, Marie. We are so glad to have you here with us today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. This is great. So, can you tell us um when did you first take an interest in art?
2: Oh my gosh. So, I've actually been involved and interested in, in art my whole life. I feel like I've always been doodling, like I was always doodling as a child. Um, you know, probably daydreaming and doodling in school when I should have been doing schoolwork. But I've always been involved in something creative. Um, you know, and just in growing up and over the years, taking different courses. You know, just different painting, different courses, and just trying to experience. And I just just enjoy being creative and using that kind of part of my brain.
0: When you doodled, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a doodler, and I've heard very I've heard a lot of people say, oh yeah, doodling will actually make you smarter, or you know, increase your attention span or there's so many of these things where people like doodling is great and I just I don't doodle which makes me feel somewhat uh, doodling inadequate <laughs> when you would doodle are you talking like you'd actually do like pictures or or do you like patterns or or kind of a mixture of both
2: i think a mixture of both and the thing with you know like this is a good, this is a good little like tangent to go here the thing with doodling is that it could be anything like you just start making mm-hmm. marks on mm-hmm. the paper You know circles or just whatever just start doodling writing words and then like just it can it can morph into anything a doodle could just be like you're kind you're kind of almost i think meditating on paper just just Mm -hmm. kind of let whatever you know Hmm. like whatever marks and whatever thoughts come out just just put it on the paper you know i mean it's it doodling is just one of those things that there's no there's definitely no right or wrong with with that specific aspect of of art for sure
1: That is so cool. Okay. That's a great quote. Um, doodling is meditation on paper because my daughter does, she's an artist and she's constantly, constantly doodling. And more and more I think about it. And the more and more I kind of look at that, it is her, it's just this time of her to relax and just kind of meditate. So that is really cool.
2: It's a great way to just keep your right brain activated too, because that's where all the creative juices kind of are. Um, you know, the left brain is the more analytical, you know, like part of your brain. So, even if you don't think you're creative or you can't quote unquote draw, or you're not artsy. I think just doodling just keeps that right brain really activated and open. So it's great mm-hmm. to just kind of get lost and in, into some doodling on paper. I mean, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great way to just kind of meditate.
0: Yeah. I always, yeah. my hardest thing is the first mark. Like I, yep. I, I get paralyzed by that. <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm going to make the, I'm going to make the first line and it's going to be bad. And then I'm like, Oh, I've messed up the entire thing now. Yeah, that's just, just, that's where I I get, I get stopped on it.
2: Yep. That initial, that initial mark on a piece of paper, a canvas, you know, whatever it is you're starting, it can be intimidating, but the more you do it and you Mm -hmm. just go for it, like it's, it's going to turn into something. Like you can just, you just Mm -hmm. have, you just have to start. And if it's, and if it's bad, I mean, like, you know, just, you can turn, you know, you can turn quote unquote bad starts into something else or put it mm-hmm. off to the side, work on it later or get a new piece of paper, a new canvas. I mean, not everything you create is going to be perfect the first time. So that, that is something oh, definitely. you definitely yeah. have to kind of mm-hmm. get over, if you will, you know, and just, mm-hmm. and just kind of go for it. Yeah. And free. that's,
0: <laughs> that was, that was something I always, I always thought, thought if I was going to be an artist, I'd almost have to be like a Ralph Steadman kind of artist who I, I, I came across Ralph Stedman by way of uh, reading a lot of Huntress Thompson books, and he would always be his illustrator. And just the idea of a lot of his work would just be him splattering stuff onto the canvas, <laughs> and then just going from there. Like yeah. whatever, whatever came out, then he's like, "Oh well, this kind of looks like a bird," and he yep. would start doing it. And I'm like. That would be my way of getting over that hump.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, you can even just do that, like, I mean, I remember, you like, really doing this as a kid, but even today as an adult, like, you just, like, on a nice summer cloudy day, like, with all the puffy clouds, you know, you just look up and you start to see things in the shapes of clouds. You know, I do that a lot. And even, like, um, I actually live in, like, a lot of so We have, like, a, not- a lot of knotty pine. Even in the knots in the wood, mm-hmm. sometimes mm. you just see shapes and figures. So, I mean, that's... <laughs> It happens to me all the time. Like you just like the more creative and the more mm-hmm. artsy you are, you'll just start to see see things. You'll just yeah, start to cool. see things mm. in in places you wouldn't normally think there would be, you know, mm-hmm. a face or an image or just you know cool. whatever. Yeah, so that's one of the many fun parts.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I can definitely see that. Yeah. So you haven't always worked in art, so. You had a you had a life and a a kind of a career before art. What was what was that transition like and how difficult was it to transition from your previous jobs to art?
2: Yeah. So just a quick little like back back note on this. So I went to school for art, but um, at the time I didn't really take it very seriously because I didn't know this is what I was going to end up doing. I just wanted to go to school and have fun and create and, you know, and do all the fun, you know, art art classes and that sort of thing. So during that time, I ended up getting a job in a public school, long term subbing for someone who was on a maternity leave mm-hmm. um, in a non art position, a you know, special education um, section of the school. So I worked with special education students. So, I mean, at the time, you know, it was it was great pay, great schedule. Um, and when she came back, there was actually a position open within the school in a, in a special education program. That I kind of went, oh, this is kind of you know great pay, health insurance benefits, all that. And at the time, some of my college credits helped me kind of get to a you know a decent level of pay within that job. So I took mm-hmm. on that job at the school and did that. And during that, I was still not really sure what I was going to do with my art. Um, and in two thousand and eight. I actually had an opportunity to display some local artwork at a local restaurant here in the area near where I live. Mm-hmm. And so I had a few things and I wasn't, you know, super crazy about just some, you know, some assignments and things from school. So I put, I put up some things and in 2009, I actually sold a painting. So that was like officially my first sale, my first painting sold in mm-hmm. 2009. And when that mm-hmm. happened, I kind of went, oh my God this is pretty cool. Somebody just paid me for this, this painting, this thing I created with my hands. Mm -hmm. So that basically lit my creative fire to say, okay, this, I can kind of do this. So I started to do Mm -hmm. more and more. That motivated me to create, to paint. Um, A good friend of mine suggested I teach classes. I taught classes for a while, you know, so over time I was just doing more and more with the art. And, and meanwhile, I'm still at the school And it's really not where my heart was. Um, I didn't initially set out and and want to work in a school. And there's a lot of, gosh, political BS and just schools. Schools are tough. Public school is very tough to work in. So I just, I really got to a point where I was not fulfilled. It's not where my heart was. And it took me a long time, but I finally got to a point after 14 years of working in this public school of saying, I want to pursue my art career full time. Um, right. And it took a while and I kind of prepared and just, you know, kind of planned a little bit. I didn't just quit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I tried to kind of plan up and just prepare for that. So the transition was, you know, a little planned, but, but I mean, it's, it was definitely a leap of faith. Um, mm. You know, like I said, I, I just went to school for art, no business experience whatsoever. I mean, I worked in a public school for 14 years paycheck every two weeks, health insurance Mm -hmm. schedule, you know, vacations and leaping into self-employment as an Mm -hmm. artist, somebody in Mm -hmm. a creative industry, (laughs) I think I'm a little crazy, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, here I am and I'm doing it. So it's awesome. Yeah. So that happened officially in about like June ish of 2018. So it's, it's been, it's been, you know, just a few years. Mm-hmm. So I would say my business is still, you know, in the in the infancy stages, if you will, mm-hmm. kind of in business terms. But mm-hmm. it has been a wild ride for sure. Um, so the Good tra- for you. yeah, so the transition from that to the art, <laughs> so, you know, from the public school to the art career, it's it's been interesting. It's it's mm-hmm. very interesting mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> So, I mean, you've got, it's got to be one
1: of those things though, where, you know, people often say, you know, I, I, I I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that, but at least you did it. And you can always look back and say, I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have that regret. So that's so cool. But how would you, how do you describe your style and how did you discover that?
2: Yeah. So, so the discovery part is interesting because I mean, I've been painting, I've been painting, like I said, you know, pretty much at some aspect my whole life. So it has definitely changed and advanced and morphed kind of the older I've gotten, the more um, I've experienced, you know, kind of learned about new material. So it's definitely advanced, if you will. So, but I mean, I I would say my main, um, the main thing that I paint is nature inspired art, which means, you know, we're in Maine, so there's a lot of animals. I love animals and nature and have always been inspired by that outside of art since I was a kid. So I mean it's primarily nature based a lot of you know animals and nature and pet portraits. So my style now is more I've kind of morphed two styles together. Mm-hmm. I really love painting the realistic look of an animal, a pet, you know, a flower, or whatever, trees. But I also like abstract so colorful you know collage textured layers you know all kinds of different marks and different things kind of going on mm-hmm. so I'm like well I'm gonna combine the two of those so within I think it's been it hasn't even really been a year yet but within the last year I've really morphed my style in like and kind of combined those two things mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it's still evolving because I'm actually mm-hmm. taking a course right now that's helping me define that voice of my art even more, if you will, to really define my Mm. process and in how I put down the paint and create a painting. Mm. So that's still even morphing. I mean, it's just, it's a continual morphing process. I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. think an artist ever gets to a point and says, oh, this is it. There's always, you always need to level up and advance and learn and experiment and try new things, you know, but staying within what what motivates you and what you love Mm -hmm. to create visually, I think is very important as well. That's great.
0: Mm. Now, when you're working with different materials or, or different, well, I guess just different materials, like uh, different types of paint, different uh, canvas types, different material, you know, materials you're painting on or that you're painting with, how does that influence your art? And, and how do you see that? Is that, is that part of the exploration of what you're, you're continually doing? Or do you, do you look at it as like, I'm going to go to this part of the toolbox and utilize these things for this thing that I have in mind?
2: Yeah. Um, that's a great question. And 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 it seems like it depends on gosh, I mean it, it it's hard. It, you sort of have to start or or I have gotten to the point where I, I start with sort of an idea in mind and I try to have mm-hmm. some sort of visual created of what I want the painting to look like. Hmm. So, for example, I mean, if I'm going to paint a crow, um, you know, like I know I'm going to paint some sort of crow. And sometimes I just literally start with a drawing on the canvas and seal, you know, like in pencil and I seal the pencil and I just do like whatever color palette I want. I just basically do washes of color on the canvas and then kind of from there it depends on what i'm going to do next um, oh, nice. so i think that's part of the influence part of the materials i may see something in a certain section of paint you know and want to you know emphasize that with more color or put some paper down for collage or you know add some texture or different things so it's really fun because my style of art is is called mixed media so mixed media is basically all the other things besides paint that you're incorporating onto the the surface of the canvas or whatever it is you're painting on. So I think it's just, it's so fun to have all of these different materials to be able to have endless possibilities. So, I mean, being influenced by materials, I mean, it's hard to answer that completely. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that answered it some, because yeah, I mean, there's absolutely. just so many materials and so many things you can do. I know I really love the mixed media part of it because, you know, when you see a painting, like when I take a photo of a painting and put it on Facebook, you see the image, it's beautiful, it's colorful, you know, it, but, but in person seeing a painting and you, mm-hmm. and you see, you know, brushstrokes and texture and patterns and, you know, there's different layers. I mean, seeing the art in person is definitely, you know, what it, it definitely needs to be seen in person. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a big influence for me is just really having the interest of those textures and those materials seen on the painting.
1: Yeah, um,
2: hopefully that answered that. Okay, <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's hard to explain. <laughs> oh no, it, it,
0: it makes a lot of sense because, and especially the whole being seen thing. I think that there's number one. I, I I'm kind of a fan of painters who use like gobs of paint. Like I yeah. love when yeah. it, when I see paintings that almost feel like they were intended to be like. 3D kind of topographical maps. Yep, and I, I I'm fascinated by that because probably just because it's it's kind of this outrageous like extravagance of of using that much paint. Yep. on a canvas like paint. As a parent who buys our daughter <laughs> paints from time to time, <laughs> I know paint ain't always cheap. So. <laughs>
2: No, it's Looking not. But no, it's not. You're, you're right. But yeah, no, but, and again, this kind of goes back to like what we said earlier, making that first mark on the canvas. Don't be afraid of using the materials because mm-hmm. that's going to create, you know, that it could potentially create separate, something super interesting within yeah. the painting. Those thick gobs of paint or thick, you know, layers of textured paper, whatever it is. I think that's the most exciting part about art is when you see a piece of art in person. I always like to try to get up close and just kind of look at brushstrokes and texture mm. and, you know, how they how they layered, you know, whatever it is that the material is on the canvas. I mean, that for me is is interesting as well,
1: mm. um, yeah. you know,
2: outside of just looking at the image as an overall, you know, cohesive piece. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, I can understand that, too, because as as a graphic designer, I'm not as used to doing the, you know, the hand drawing and, and things like that that, that maybe other graphic designers do, but I look at the way that something is laid out on a page or, yeah. or the yep. way something is presented on a screen. And I go, okay, now how do, how would I reverse engineer this to find out how they did it? That's yes. all I'm always thinking about that. But even for something like painting where I, I look at something, and I'm like, I have no idea how I would reverse <laughs> engineer. I have no idea where this person started, but for me looking at the actual brushstrokes goes to a, a point of the last person to put a brushstroke on this was, this person. So going, yeah. g- you know, going to a museum and seeing like a Van Gogh, uh, a yeah. Renoir, something like that, and you're like the last person to make a mark on this. That last, whatever that last brushstroke was, or every brushstroke here, I'm I'm looking at what a famous artist did. You can actually see the work, yeah. And to be able to look at that, and uh, there's a, to me, at least, there's a connection there. Like I'm standing probably almost as close as the artist was standing when they made that mark. Yeah. Like, I'm literally standing yeah. where they were. And that to me, that's remarkable that you can kind of do that and be like, and it's still there. Like in some cases it almost looks like it's looks like it's still wet. Mm. You know? Yes. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. 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 No. And and that's a super fascinating for myself as well. I mean, just being able to watch somebody else's process too. I mean, and I think that's a really interesting piece too, because a lot of times you know, you see the finished piece, but how did that start? What was the first mark that that artist made, you know, in this, in the steps and process and Mm -hmm. layers in creating that finished piece? Mm -hmm. That's kind of something I'm really learning to do too, is, is really enjoying that process. Cause I, I paint pretty fast. I mean, it doesn't take me that long to do Mm -hmm. a painting overall. And I want to see, you know, I want to see it done. I want to see it finished, but Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to like enjoy my own process more in Mm. really enjoying each layer and each step and kind of being more methodical about the layers and how it came together. Because I mean, that Mm. for me, not everybody, not everybody gets to see that. Right. You know, so I mean, I, I try to, you know, within, within social media, I try to take pictures along the way Mm. to show steps in progress, you know, of what the painting kind of went through to get where it ends up. So Mm -hmm. that's cool. uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So kind of going into the, the, the work process. So I noticed that you do commissions Yes. now do you find it easier or more rewarding to do commissions than pieces you start from scratch? Because just as, as someone who has had to design for myself, I yeah. know that is, that can be one of the most <laughs> like gut wrenching, like soul bearing things of like, I, everything's a possibility. There's no one to tell me, no, you can't do that. No, do it this way. It's like, It can be paralyzing. So do you have a preference or do you find kind of the the reward and the the drawbacks in each of them?
2: This is actually a really great question and um, really makes me think about each aspect of that is totally different. And I enjoy each one differently. There are parts of them that are, are not enjoyable and there are parts of them that are enjoyable. So with each one, you know, pieces I start from scratch, it's my idea comes out of my hands and my head and goes onto the canvas, you know, and, and there are parts of it. Sometimes if something's not working out right, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm struggling with a piece to get it to come together to how I want it to look, you know, so I mean, there, there's a struggle with that. But with commissions, it's very so so it's very exciting for somebody to approach me and say, hey, I want you to create me something. Mm-hmm. you know, and then they kind of tell me what it is that they want. And then for me to do it, you know, it's it's very exciting because sometimes people are like, oh, I just want to put, you know, I want you to paint my dog. You go for it. And you kind of do your thing. That's very exciting. And then there are other people who are very specific with what mm. they want. And it almost takes away from the creative process in the sense that, they already have an idea in their head. And I try mm-hmm. to explain to customers or to clients, I usually try to get them on the phone and just have a quick chat and say, you know, based on what you want, I would suggest this or that, you know, and because it's a painting, not a photograph. So there's mm-hmm. going to be some variation there. And it still has to be in my style. And I explain, you know, that I use mixed media and there may be paper and different layers and textures and different things like that. So I just try to make sure that I explain that to people so that they understand, because a lot of Mm -hmm. times people may say, Oh, Hey, would you paint me this landscape? That's, I would call that a very super traditional kind of like, almost like, you know, Bob Ross sort of traditional. I don't paint Mm -hmm. like that. I can, Mm -hmm. but I don't Mm -hmm. really prefer or enjoy that style of art. Um, So Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I try to reiterate that to people because You know, some, I've had some people ask me to paint some very, you know, very traditional things. And I've kind of, you know, had to explain to them, that's not really my process, you Mm. know, um, you know, if I, if I can take that thing you want and put my spin on it, then I would love to, but I just make sure I explain that. And some people are like, well, no, I'm not really sure I, you know, want that kind of style and other people like, oh, okay, cool. Go do your thing. So, so commissions are a whole beast by themselves, um, just in that regard, but I really, I really try to make sure I have a conversation with with a client or, you know, if they've been following me on social media, they see what I've done. So they, so mm-hmm. they may already have an idea of what something's going to kind mm-hmm. of be like. So the commissions and the originals are, there are, <laughs> there are good and bads to each one, but I would say, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of both mm-hmm. equally a major part of my business. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So as an artist, because I, our daughter is an artist yeah. and she's done these original pieces and, I can't part with them as a as her mother. I refuse to <laughs> part with them. I've bought them. I, I won't let anyone buy them. So for you, you know, has there been that piece of art that you've created and that you just were so proud of? How hard is it to part with some of these things that you create? Yeah. I mean, because there's time and there's love and there's all of this thought process that goes into it. How is that?
2: Oh gosh, you know, and that's a great question because I, I kind of almost feel like each painting that I do, I almost kind of refer to them as my babies, mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. they're, they're because they're part of me. I mean, they've come out right. of my, they've come out of my brain and out of my hands and onto this, you know, piece of cotton, you know, canvas, and it's like, you know, it's such a, it's such a impactful, special thing. Yeah. At first it was weird, but I mean, just documenting each one with photography, you know, get good high quality photos of of each one so that you have that file Mm -hmm. of that image to have forever. So say you do sell a piece or you do, you know, give it as a gift or whatnot, you know, you have that file, that photo image forever I mean, yes, you don't have the original anymore, but if somebody's willing to pay you for it, I mean, that also in itself is very exciting because mm, somebody wants right. this thing you created, yeah. you know? So, I mean, <laughs> there is a little bit of a weird part of it. You know, it, it is, it is sad. I love all the paintings that I do, but some in particular, I just, just some, I really am attached to a little bit more than others for whatever reason. Like for example, I just sold an owl painting that I did and, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of concerned because it was pretty vivid, but just how freely and how loosely it came out. And as I painted it, it was just such a like awesome feeling. And just I love the image. And when it sold, mm-hmm. I almost went, oh, I don't have it anymore. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm super stoked that somebody loved it enough to purchase it. And I yeah. have a high resolution, high quality image of that. For me right. now to you know to make prints or you know to That's do great. other things, which, which is just part of the process that I'm now That's doing. Great.
0: Is, yeah. What Kim doesn't mention is that our our daughter is an artist that she can't part with artwork, but she can also be like the tyrant of all tyrants when it comes to commissions for our daughter.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, you know-
0: this way and this way and this way <laughs> and our daughter's looking at me like, "Can you help me out a little bit here?" And I'm like, like. I was like, Kim, you got to let the artist do what the artist Well, I know, but I just want it this way and this way and this way. I'm like, I don't think that's how this normally works. No, know. Yeah. You know? I'm
2: learning
1: that. I'm learning that <laughs> process. Yes, yes.
2: No, and that's wonderful. And again, that kind of goes back to the commission comment I was making. Some yeah. people are very specific in what they want. But as an artist, I mean, and and your daughter will probably have to get to this point. She'll have to say, "Okay, I can do that for you, but I have to still be able to put my artist spin on it with what you want incorporated in it." So it still needs to come from a place of like true, true to your heart and how it just comes out. Like you know, if you don't really want to paint like super traditional, like Bob Ross, like don't do that. Don't do that. If you love super abstract, colorful, funky things, then do that. That's where your heart is. Do that. You know, I mean, it has to come from your heart. I cannot emphasize that enough. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. On,
0: the other, on the other side of the spectrum, I am absolutely of no help. So I'm not any better. <laughs> I, I just paint me something. And she's looking at me like, like what? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And she's probably like, oh my gosh, I got to get out of this yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so she's learning. Yeah. Learning. She's learning the business side.
2: Yeah. No, so, no. And um, that's great. And where she's so young, definitely if she, oh gosh, I, I, I wish I could give this to my my advice to myself when I was younger, but if she is interested in possibly pursuing that as a career, I mean, I would say definitely let her do her thing. Yeah. You know, let her explore different materials and learn the business of it, you know, now because, and with technology and social media, I mean, Mm. you know, being an artist now is so different than it was, you know, years ago because- You know, you can take a photograph and have prints made. You can put it on coffee mugs. You can, you know, you can have, you know, there's so many opportunities. That's so cool. You know, you know, with, with art and having an art business now. Mm. So it really, it really Mm -hmm. has changed a lot, even from when I first, you know, started painting way Mm -hmm. back, Um, you know, so it's, it's very exciting to have all these options and opportunities
1: so this is a question that we like to ask because it's just it's there's so many different variations to this question and we like hearing kind of what people think is how would you say you define success?
2: Oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, personally from my point of view being self-employed and having no prior business experience I would just say no two days are the same and to Mm. do it and to, uh, you have to have some sort of grit and I'll definitely Mm -hmm. keep this PG, but I mean, you have to have a certain level of oomph, if you will. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got to mm-hmm. have some real guts to keep going, especially in the creative industry, because
1: mm-hmm.
2: art and art pieces are luxury items. You know, people. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we love to look at art, we love to look at pretty things, but we don't need to buy art. It's not food, it's not mm-hmm. paying a bill. You know, so I I kind of refer to it as a luxury item. So there are days when you have a really crappy day, and you're like, oh my god, I just I don't know if I should do this anymore. You know, and think about mm-hmm. quitting or giving up. But it's like, no, nope, you cannot do that. You have to be stubborn. So I mean. I, mean, I just mm. think, I just think, being self-employed itself, and not quitting, and having that daily grit of being mm-hmm. a business owner is success. Mm. <laughs> whether Tenacity. you, yeah, yeah, whether you've actually physically sold something that day. I mean, it's not, a, not necessarily a tangible mm-hmm. thing or item. Which those are great. Don't get me wrong, but I just think overall and in general, that grit of being. Mm-hmm. you know, especially during COVID, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we could have a whole nother podcast just on the COVID parts of everything, but just staying the, the course and having mm-hmm. that tenacity and that grit and just not giving up. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, there have been days where I'm like, Oh my God, what the heck am I doing? I probably really am crazy and <laughs> shouldn't be doing this, but it's like, you know what? I'm too stubborn. I yeah. have, yeah. I have gotten too far to where, you know, to where I am now with my business. Yeah, I, I don't want to give up because I'm stubborn. And I want yep. to keep going and keep pushing. So it's it's it just just think just that grit is what defines success. I mean the
1: it, word I think of is steadfast. Yes. Oh it's my gosh. Yeah. Steadfast. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I mean that's just kind of my, you know, success in terms of just being my self employed piece. Yeah, that's great. You know, just not giving up, just keeping keeping going. Right on. Yeah. Another
0: question that we uh, we like to ask because we are admitted inspiration junkies is uh, who or what inspires you?
2: Oh my gosh! Well, definitely the what piece of that is nature. I mean, I was born and raised in Maine. Um, I lived down in Florida for a few years, but I'm now back in Maine. We are surrounded by Mm. a beautiful state with like tons of animals and nature and trees and mountains and just so I mean, animals. You know, Mm. are my favorite thing to paint. You know, so just that, you know, I love watching like nature shows on TV and different things. And animals are so, I think, you know, going back to the word tenacious and and resilient. It's so fascinating what animals go through in just their life. And So then when I painted animal for another, you know, again, going back to the crow, I used the crow example earlier, crows and ravens kind of come up in my artwork a lot. And just you look at pictures, you kind of study and learn about the animal, you know, I mean, and and so from my perspective, and in my experience, I've learned about a lot of different animals and things I didn't even know about them before, Hmm. you know, so I mean, that that itself is inspiring, you know, so just I just I love animals. I love nature. I've always been fascinated and just drawn to them.
1: Do you have a particular animal that you prefer? Is is there a favorite (sighs) animal that you like to paint?
2: You know, I wouldn't say I have a favorite, but I do, like, I do paint crows and ravens a lot. You know, that, that is something, that is one animal that I have painted quite a few, you know, mm-hmm. quite a few different times. But I mean, in general, I, I, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite, probably not anything creepy crawly, like, yeah. like, 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 like bugs or insects, you know, but generally, yeah. so, I mean, like warm, you know, like warm and fuzzy, cr- you know, critters yeah. and creatures, yeah. you know, but, um, you know, for the most part, but, it's not to say that I wouldn't paint a, you know, an insect or bug for somebody if they wanted, you know, something specific, but I just, I love being in Maine. I love, I love seeing Mm. animals, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard for me to, you know, sometimes when I'm driving around, you know, there's different farms and stuff around. And if there's cows out in a field, like, and they're near the edge of the, (laughs) they're near the edge of the road or the fence, like I'm that crazy lady who like pulls my car over and like just talks to the cows out the window. You know, it's like, I love animals. I just, that's awesome. I just absolutely (laughs) love animals. They're just, they're just, I don't know. I just, I love them. So it's just, and it shows in your artwork. Yes. Yeah. Thank you you so much.
0: Well, Marie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with us. We, We definitely appreciate that in our show notes. I'll be sure to have a link to your website, which uh, has a shop where you can get prints. Uh, I believe there was, what, uh, canvas bags? There's all kinds of different things where you can get your artwork. Uh, so I'll make sure I include a link to that. i also include links to your social media. And uh, just thank you so much for, yes, for thank what you. you're doing and, and for the beautiful art that you're bringing to this world. And we wish you great success in this coming year.
2: Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you again so much for having me on your show. I, I really appreciate this. has been great.
0: Uh, it's been our pleasure. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Gorham Savings Bank, and encourage you to check them out through the link in the show notes. And thank you again for listening.